Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Soul Velocity. This is your host, Snehal Singh. We have been celebrating women and their stories since March 8th. You all know about the latest book that we launched, Gifts of the Universe Through Women Who Lead, where we are bringing in stories of amazing kick-ass 24 women who are not only sharing their stories or their journeys, but all about challenges and hopes of giving inspiration uh, giving us the path or just lighting that light and showing us the way ahead and saying that, hey, if we could do it, you could do it too. And the book has been received and loved so, so, so beautifully. Uh, one of those authors are with us today and uh, I would like to welcome in and have a little bit more conversation about it. The beauty about her is uh, her chapter in the book is the 16th, which talks all about serving others. Who am I talking about? I am talking about Dr. Adama Salo, who lives in Phoenix, Arizona. She is the director of equity and inclusion for a school district. She's also a mother of two children. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. Salo, for your, being with us here today, spending your time. And tell us a little bit more about what you do and uh, who do you work with? Oh, thank you, Sinha. Thank you for the wonderful, warm introduction. Um, since the book came out, I'm just being all about the power of stories. So who I work for, I work in a school district in Arizona. Um, I work to ensure that um, all our children that enter schools get what they need. I'm an advocate in K-12 settings to ensure that kids are seen, that kids are affirmed in their identities. They are affirming their cultural spaces. They are familiar humanity in our schools. And as such, I engage school leaders, I engage school directors, I engage teachers, I engage um, the larger community to be a voice for children. With that, I also engage the collegiate level, like Arizona State University, NAU, U of A, and corporations also like Intel, right? And yes. so I just engage all these systems to be a voice and an advocate for change for children. Um, because that's where I hope lies. So that's what I do for, for a full-time job. I think they pay me for work that I love to do. Um, I feel like I'm changing the universe sometimes. Like, oh, I love my job and I get a paycheck. I just love, love, love what I do, being a voice for children. And I'm making sure that we have spaces where kids are seen, right, and are formed. So that's what I do. That's what I do, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, there is a lot that you also shared through your chapter, so I don't want to take that away. However, I want to know, how did you know that this is what you wanted to do? Like, this is your calling and, uh, you know, how, well, how did that happen? Yeah. Listen, now, for, first of all, as a human, my, me as a human being on this earth, as a woman, I am just a passionate human. I'm passionate. I am a servant leader. I am a good human, right? I am impactful where I am. I make sure I have an impact. People will say I'm a transformational leader wherever I go in those spaces. I do my best to transform those spaces where women are, where kids are, where people are, right? And, and, and so I come to this space really um, where I believe in the goodness of mankind. I believe in humanity. I believe in the common good. I believe in serving others. I believe in serving my community, right? For me, helping others reach the highest potential in life, that's just like I ooze over that, right? I ooze, like I was talking to a young man over the weekend, he wanted to be a PA. I'm like, he'd be a physician, he'd be a doctor. 
So, oh, I want to be a PES. Oh, okay, right. So I'm always encouraging people, right, to go for the highest. So that's just who I am, my being, my own essence as a human being, this breath of God in me. I, I believe I'm a vessel for God to use. I believe I'm a vessel for others to drink from this fountain, right? And so as such, me doing this work is just a natural. It just came to me. I didn't ever looking for it, being an equity director. I'm um, in inclusion. It, it came to me, right? Um, in universe, you're serving God, you're serving the universe, things just happen to you. And throughout my life, that has been my story, right? Just these things happen because my faith in humanity, right? Mm -hmm. um, my own being. Remember when I was in college in Massachusetts, by the way, I came across social work. I'm like, social work, what's that? I used to be an engineer, right? Mm -hmm. I'm an immigrant from Sierra Leone. I had to be an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer. And then I came, came across social work. I'm like, what's that? Oh, you serve people? You get paid? I'm like, oh, that's me. Right, sign me up, right? <laughs> sign me up. So I, I did social work in Massachusetts. I did a master's degree at Smith College in Massachusetts in social work. And then I work in the school as a school social worker, right? And mm -hmm. then where I work in the schools in Massachusetts, it was like a tidy warm school, meaning the kids were poor. And the kids get free reduced lunch. And I just love being there. I have kids in foster care. I have kids, you name it. We're just struggling. The parents are struggling. Um, the parents are good. The kids are good. But you're struggling with all the issues that it's not their fault, right? And, and so I remember just loving the job, just being there, just being there and, and serving kids. And then I was teaching at the college level, teaching there. Um, and they had this need to move to Arizona, right? I moved to Arizona. I'm like, okay, no more social work. It's too exhausting, emotionally exhausting. But then where did I end up again? In the school system. Because God says, I'm not done with you yet, right? Um, and, and so I wanted to be a school principal. I'm like, okay, I'll do this principalship. I'll be more impactful. So, you know, so that was my track to be on, actually, to be a school principal. I was assistant principal in a school district. And then God says, no, no, no. So I went back to do my doctoral degree at ASU, right? And then I had this doctorate degree in leadership and policy studies. And then this work around equity came about, this idea of equity in our school systems. Look at our data. It shows mm -hmm. that our kids of color, primarily Black kids, Latino kids, Native American kids are not performing as our Asian and white kids. But, but why? Right? And I'm always asking the question, why? <laughs> I'm always asking why, but why is that? And so start engaging this work called equity, you know? Look at discipline referrals, right? You see mostly black boys, Latino boys, right? And kids of color, like, but why, right? But why? Ask those questions, but why, right? But, but why? So, so it's been there for me, this whole idea of service, right? So when I was telling my daughter something like when I was a child in Sierra Leone growing up, my mother would say her prayer. Mm -hmm. After her prayer, she would kneel in front of my father to touch her head and bless the prayer. And I'm like, but why do you have to do that? <laughs> Why do you have to kneel with your husband? It's oh, so God can hear my prayer. You mean God has to hear your prayer through your husband? And I was a child asking these questions, <laughs> right? I said, God has a, God will only answer your prayer with your husband. How about if you don't have a husband? Okay, answer your prayer. My mom said, Well, we are told traditionally when the woman pray, you have to kneel from your husband, touching your head. Again, me, this child, or why? And so that's kind of led me into where I am today. I'm leading the second largest school district in Arizona, being a voice for kids, again, working with the superintendency, working with the governing board, working with directors and principals, really working collaboratively together to ensure that all our children are getting what, what they need, all our kids, all of them, my white kids, my Asian kids, my biracial kids, my LGBTQ plus IA kids, right? Mm -hmm. All of them are getting what they need 
to become to become to become who God has made them to be or the universe has made them to be to reach their fullest potential. So it's just been um, a natural for me, this idea mm -hmm. of service, this idea of serving other people. And, and every morning it's natural. I open my hands to God every morning. I like God, how can I serve today in the universe? Use this vessel to serve me today. So again, so it just aligns what I do. So when I get paid, I'm like, ooh, I'm being paid. <laughs> For, for something I enjoy doing, you know, I've been paid, Absolutely, you know? and yeah. inspired work is born out of that, right? Uh, you said something, and uh, that's something that I relate with, you know, especially the choice of being used as a vessel of what yes. God's purpose for us is, okay? And then yes. you also spoke about, you know, the belief in humanity and serving and being a servant leader, have you ever yes. experienced, or I'm pretty sure you, you, you know, uh, somewhere, some point in time in life, we question, you know, why? As you said, why? Like, uh, so did you come across that path ever where you, you know, where you were at the crossroads, where you wondered, is this what I'm supposed to do? Is this the right thing? Or, uh, you know, is it really God working through me? Or uh, you know, am I just imagining things? All those, you know, kind of doubts which which get into our way. Did you ever experience those? And if you did, how did you overcome them? Well, I have this unique piece, right? Like I, I, one of the things I do, I hike in the desert every day. Even in the winter, in the dark, I go. That's where I, that's my happy place. Like I live in Arizona. We have hiking trails by my house. So I'm always hiking there alone, being in prayer and meditation and prayer, being quiet. And so when I come across those crossroads, I'm like, okay, God, why? But for me, before it happens, I, I have this gift of dreams. I call myself a the dreamer, like God will show me. For example, before I left the school district where I was, I went to a new school district, I had this dream. I was on a path to go hiking, but the path was closed. I couldn't go any further. When there was a path on my right, I had to take that path, right? And mm -hmm. I got in, there was all this music, there were children. Right? And I woke up, I said, okay, God, what is it you're trying to tell me? What is it? So I'll come across so many crossroads. Okay, do I go left or right? And I'll just sink within myself, right? And they get up with the hands, right? Okay, God, like when I moved here, I'm like, what should I be doing? So when I moved here from Massachusetts in Arizona in 2003, like I said, I was a school social worker. And I came here, I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. So I was going to do pharmaceutical sales, right? I was like, I was going to do pharmaceutical sales, right? I'm like, no more kids, no more stories, no more pain, no, uh -uh, because like it in my heart, right? And I remember having this dream. I was at the table with children, like in the school, at the table with kids, right? Me and young kids at the table in the classroom. And I woke up. I'm like, okay, God, you will be done. <laughs> I woke up. I said, God, you will be done. Okay, I'm going to end up in the school district, right? And so, and again, so I, I have those revelations. And so, I'm, because I'm mindful, I'm always alone and in prayer and meditating and listening to serve. So, God will show me a vision. I'm like, okay, I guess I will be selling drugs. <laughs> for Pfizer, I guess I'll be working in the school, some child in the school system, right? And, and so again, because again, that spiritual nature of my being, being spiritually in tune to my own essence, my own being, this being, this creation created by God to serve God, to live God's purpose, right? Because of that, I'm always centered there. That's my centering mm -hmm. place. That's my anchor. My anchor rests there. That I'm always hearing a, a whistle, right? A, a whistle come in my meditation. Uh, in my dream to say, okay, okay, God, all right, I guess, 
okay, this is the patch for me. So that's usually how that comes out. And normally, you know, actually in the Western world, you have to have a plan, your 10 year plan, 15 year plan, 20 year plan, come on now, this is the plan I have. And learning to just sink into, to the, to, to, for me, it's God, people say the universe, that the universe have answers for me, all I have to do is to ask. And when I ask, the path shows up. And that's been true in every area. The path just shows up, really, it just shows up for me. I'm like, oh, and I'll take it. And it always lead again to this idea of service for me, you know? So Absolutely. I really enjoyed that part. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. It's, it's, at the end, it is about going within to find and hear that, that voice of what is, uh, you know, what is the purpose or which path should I choose? Yes, uh, yes. So in this, this is just me being curious because this is so much of my interest when it comes to, you know, talking about the calling and the purpose and following that path. Um, mm -hmm. What would you say, or, you know, if any tips that you would like to give our audience, especially for those who are probably sitting at that crossroads wondering, should I follow that path? Because when the purpose of life opens, at times there is this logical mind who tells you, uh-uh, there is this, mm -hmm. there is better. You could just do this. It's much easier. And, you know, that, that comparison mm -hmm. comes in and somebody just gets stuck at that crossroad. So what would you say to someone who is wondering, should I follow my life purpose or what is the right thing? What would you say? How can they make that decision? Mm -hmm. What would I tell somebody? We live in a, in a space in the U.S. where everything's about money, it's measured by money. And we know that when you're in your purpose, your abundance comes to you. I believe that when your purpose, mm -hmm. abundance comes. Uh, my piece to anybody listening today will be to just trust the universe, trust God, trust the unknown. The unknown is full of promise. It doesn't have to be exactly how you figure in your mind. But when you let go and you let the universe, you let life happen, that it's beautiful and it's perfect. But that we don't have to have a rigid roadmap, map, that this is my map. I'm going to go on this map. When you do that map, you're going to miss out because great things are going to happen back there. But this is my map. I'm going to follow this map, right? But to just really step away from that map we create and really just say to the universe or to God to say, I'm here. I'm a vessel. How can I serve? And then when you go with that surrendering, right? You're going to surrender whatever it is that you have in your mind. You're going to surrender it. Right, um, one of the things that have happened for me, I've been single for so long. Well, so you're not married yet, you're single, but why? You know, God, I've been divorced for so long, and I'm like, mm, God knows where I live, God knows my address. When the time comes, God will bring my husband to me. I'm not going to do anything else, you know, I'm going to sit here, and God knows where I live. And I believe that. Have I seen it? No, but so this idea that if we open ourselves to the universe, we open ourselves um, uh, to the universe, to God, to that higher being that we all serve that things happened. I noticed that in my life, actually when I have those attached plans, it doesn't really work out. <laughs> in the plans that I don't really look for, it, it, it comes at me, right? It just, it just happens. It, it comes finding me. It comes finding sure. me. That's how, even the job I have now as equity director, I was in the classroom teaching at ASU and I got a phone call, hey, we have this job open, you wanna apply? I'm like, actually I'm busy right now. Can I call you back? <laughs> Can I call you back? Right? <laughs> Can I call you back? <laughs> Like, sure, you can call me back, right? So that, again, when, once you have the good, for me, I think it's about intentions. Is that intention to serve? Mm -hmm. Is that intention to increase mankind? Is it intention is pure? Is it, is it grounded in goodness for others? Is it, good, is it grounded in goodness? Is it grounded in love, right? Because love is a powerful force, right? Um, if it's grounded in that, then you'll be okay. 
Um, the work I do, people always attack people who don't like the work I do. They always say, oh, Dr. Salu, you are here promoting gay people, people LGBTQ, promoting them. And I'm sure those who are Christians, I say to them, well, aren't we called to love? That Christ says to love your neighbor. Yes. There's no preface who that neighbor is. There's no preface. Then they'll stop talking. Well, Dr. <laughs> Salu, they just start coming after me and I'll just calmly listen to them, show respect. I said, but Christ says to love your neighbor. And there's no preface who that neighbor is. There's no preface. There's not none. Zero. So we are called to love, right? And that when you are loving what you do, when you're your intent is to love and to serve in that place of loving and giving back to the universe, giving back to the world, that goodness happens for you. And you have this abundance overflow. That's what I've experienced in my life, right? That that, that sacred space of just wanting to like be and to impact and to serve and to meet other people and to wish them well and that you're happy in their joy. You're joyful when they're joyful, like, yes, it happened, that's my daughter. Okay, no, you're not my daughter, but you're my daughter, right? Yes. Like it's happening <laughs> to you, that, that joy, right? Um, then, you know, and, and I think when you're resting there, that's your anchor, that whatever you want in the universe, it opens for you. But the intent has to be to serve. The intent has to be to have others. It has to be you and the vessel, that goodness comes through you. Um, at the internet, you're the hands and feet of God, wherever that God may be. It's Buddha, it's Christ, it's Allah. Um, it doesn't really matter. It's the intent that I'm here to serve a greater being, um, that we're all connected, that my breath is your breath. The breath in me is your breath. Ah. Yes, yes, yes. I think that, and you said it so beautifully, it is so much about surrendering at the same time believing that you know the leadership is through serving and uh as long as it's creating good for others and i i so agree when you say that when you hit that life purpose and you start walking on that path abundance just comes mm -hmm. in things open up uh everything mm -hmm. you know uh works out for you uh and you know resources are available and all of that starts happening provided you believe and you're ready to surrender and understand that it's not just you but it is it's, the, not you. it's not you it is it's the source you. of the god uh you know whatever yeah. you call it working through you to make it happen so that yeah. you can serve your purpose and that is so 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 yes. beautifully put thank you thank you thank you yeah. thank you dr salam yeah and even when the things that happen that you don't embrace in life the hard things that happen is all for that purpose also right because yes. those stories that happen in our lives so we, we carry pain that's also for the purpose right it's serving the purpose it's, it's part of your story like you said right and i think um, um one of your colleagues put it really well that we had this pain but that pain is for a purpose to help others go through that pain right um and, and so what we give is really just surrendering whatever it is we surrender it and then we step back and get out of the way <laughs> it can be in the way sometimes and get out of the way and make it powerful and that it's not that, that me 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 it gets in the way it gets really muddy but you just get out of the way and let life present itself yeah i think yeah. i i so agree with you there because i personally believe that uh even for me when it moved away from what i wanted to do for everyone else to what is it that I am supposed to do and how, you know, I could just be that medium or that vessel or the catalyst of just bringing in the change. Uh, everything started shifting for me as well. And I totally believe that, you know, when you are on that path and when you're ready to just be a servant leader, serve, serve, yes. serve, and that is your purpose, then abundance yes. when the, you know, the path, everything just starts opening up for you. 
it, it has been such an amazing, amazing, amazing conversation. And again, your chapter is so beautifully written, even in the book, which talks all about serving. So Dr. Salu, before I move to the last question, which is my favorite question, I want to say, is there anything that you want to say to our audience before I ask you that? Well, I don't know what you're going to ask me, so <laughs> I'm not quite sure you're going to ask. <laughs> I, okay, so I read the questions you sent to me. You sent me some questions. I look at those questions you sent to me, so I kind of prepared my mind. But, okay. um, then I'm just going to go ahead and ask you that question, and I'll ask you after that if there's anything you want to share more. But uh, the question is this. Um, how do you want to be remembered? What do you think your legacy should be? Mm hmm. <sighs> that's a powerful question because those of us who serve we don't i don't think of legacy but i think um hmm. I, I i think i want to remember my warmth my impact my warmth my smile um my generosity to other people that I meet along the way, the love I've experienced by people. I tell people, I stand the shoulder of women, somehow women, Asian women, black women, white women, native women. I stand the wings and the shoulders of women. So my mother, my amazing mother. I want to be remembered of my belief in mankind. I believe in mankind. I believe in the goodness of mankind. I believe, if when I work in this class, a school social worker, the kids are always in trouble. They say they're in trouble. Those are the kids who touch my soul because able to see their eyes and see that God is there too, right? Yes. Um, that I'll be remembered for making a difference in the lives of other people. I'm uh, being, a, being a voice, being an advocate for, for humanity, <laughs> right? Um, that's one I, I think yeah that this woman came along the way right she she saw she saw people she saw the humanity she saw yeah it's because it's such a profound question we're going to remember and i'm like oh i didn't go that far yet <laughs> i did not but go I, that far yet I but i think you're far. already on that path because that you are mm -hmm. impacting lives and with everything that you're doing you are serving your purpose of just believing in, as you said, just mankind. And it just simplifies the world so much when we just say it's, you know, from one human to another without all those yeah. tags that we have, which are about race, culture, where you come from, the rich and the poor. And when all of that goes away and it's just from one human to another and serving and being of help, I think yeah. you are somewhere doing that work already in such a beautiful way. Um, so yes, Dr. Silo, is there anything that you want to say to our audience, any tips that you want to give, uh, something well, that you can um, call for? Well, I just know, I know it's Women's Month, I just want to give kudos to my mother, my mother who was not allowed to go to school um, because she was a girl. Um, she believed that if a girls knew how to read and write, they can feed themselves. Um, primarily that we can fulfill our purpose. Feeding yourself is critical, we can fulfill our purpose. And a woman who has such insight has such insight, they don't know how to read, but just believe if my girls can go to school, if my girls can go to school. And, and so education is like a change, it's like a, it's like a change maker for me, right? It changes lives, you know how to read and write and, and this mother. And, and so for this women, I just want to celebrate all women, women in the world serving others, um, celebrate my mother. Um, when I went to college at Smith, I had a, 
a fellowship, a woman named Patricia Harris fellow, mm -hmm. a black woman, first black woman to lead the cabinet position in this country. And there was an endowment for public ser service. That was our piece. And I got a, um, um, that fellowship when I was in graduate school at Smith College in Massachusetts. And so I look at my life about these women that who have just helped me with the shoulders I stand upon, so women. So I just want to give kudos to all the women in the world. That women, let's be there for each other. Let's carry, let's carry our daughters and our sons and our husbands and our, uh, our partners, those we love, those we know by name. When they say quiet prayer to the heavens, um, I won't be here if it's not for women standing on their shoulders, them loving me through it, supporting me through it. The days I couldn't stand, they stood up for me. The days I couldn't speak, they spoke for me. The days I couldn't cook, they cooked for me. The day I cried, they cried with me. And so just kudos to women in the world, the women in the world, and I hope in there. Yeah. Absolutely. And in, in our culture, we, we relate women with the word called Shakti, which means power. And uh, mm -hmm. you just narrated every facet that a woman carries. And uh, you know, it's mm -hmm. all about we now just holding each other's hand. It's not about pushing or moving forward or, you know, stepping yes. behind, but it's just working together. And I think we are there now. Yes. We can now just hold each other's hand and just walk together, uh, yes. give that yes. push to one who needs yes. it and pull someone out when yes. they need it. And that's that's yes. all it is. If you can walk with me, I'll give you my shoulders to walk on my shoulders. If you cannot walk, I will carry you. I'm like, come, come, I'll carry you on my shoulders and take you take you to that finishing line, right? And, and so that's just for Women's History Month. I wanted to just share that. I'm a, I won't be able to if my mother would not, I did not know that she was igniting something powerful in her daughters. And all she wanted to see her was her girls to know how to read and write. That's all she wanted because it was denied her, right? In her cultural ecosystem, like I said, my book in the chapter, she wasn't allowed to go to school because she was a girl. That was it. It's a girls, you belong to three men in your lifetime. You belong to your, your husband, your dad, your husband to your son. And she wanted her girls to have more, to read and write, not knowing that. Her daughters right, would have this platform in the global space. Then my so to my nephew, he's a physician, right? And her, her grandkids, my own daughter is a healthcare policy analyst. My nephew's a physician, right? That this education was gonna have such impact, right? And, and so I just want to celebrate women in the world and I celebrate my my my, my co-authors of the book <laughs> and all the women in the book who share their powerful stories in the book. And all my women friends were like, oh my God, when is the book coming out? Can I get a copy? I don't want to, you know, when can I get a copy? I mean, my email is busted. When can I get a copy? When can I get a copy? They can't wait to get the hands of the copy, physical copy of the book, right? Are you going to do your own launch? I, you know, I mean, they're just, these are women, right? They're all over the yeah. place, you know? So I want to celebrate all women of the world, all women of the world, my Asian sisters, my Asian sisters, my white sisters, my Latino <laughs> sisters, my black sisters, my Hispanic, I mean, you name it. All the women in the world, I just want to celebrate them. Native American women, my sisters, you also want to celebrate all of them because I stand on their shoulders for I am, because we are, and because we are, therefore I am. Absolutely, that is so, so, so beautiful, guys. I think that is an incredible message. And yes, we are celebrating women and the power that we hold. And again, the power that we are ready to give each other to make it happen. So that is uh, that was Dr. Adama Salu for you. Uh, I have added her details also in the caption. So if you want to follow her, connect with her, all the details are there in the captions when you see it. 
And uh, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. Salo, for your time today and being here thank with you. us. And to thank all of you. you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. And guys, as, as I always say, please remember, we all are born abundant. All we need to do is claim that abundance by taking one step at a time. So take that one step, one step to, towards your dreams, your desires, your goals, and following your passion. Because if you don't do it, nobody else is going to do it for you. So take care and I will see you very, very, very soon.